Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, your host, joined, uh, as always, by Andrew Whitman, the warrior monk. What's going on, bud? Hey, pal. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are things going over? Uh, any, any any questions from anyone from at getwarriortough.com on some crazy stories or, you know, from, from any listeners yet? I was wondering no, if that was going to pop up. I know, right? It, no, not yet. Um Hopefully we don't. I, <laughs> I don't want any. So you're saying is direct all questions to logos uncovered at gmail.com? Yeah, I don't okay, want we any can questions about crazy my time at Capitol Police. I was, I, you know, I never tell those stories publicly. And, you know, that's probably like the first time I've said any of those things publicly. But it's been like 15 years. So I yeah. figured, you know, there's so much other stuff going on. No one cares about what happened 15 years ago in the government. You know? Yeah. Well, we did. We spent some time. Reason brother, we spent some time last week, and and it was really cool diving into the Great Commission. And, and to get perspective, you shared your commission at, at Capitol Police and just to see how those two dovetail, how the the difference in, in power and principality and, and dominion and authority and all those things uh, that, that played into what we read. And really the foundation of all that is we've discovered and uncovered is his name, is the name of Jesus. It's not not just believing in him, not, not believing in him, obviously, but believing right. in his name. Right. There's believing on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, they believe on the son, Right. Uh, and then they get their the redemptive package. When you believe in the name, or as we saw, the basis of the name, that's when you get power and you can affect the world. That's the commission, right? Believing in the the basis of the name we saw was in the commission to go. Right. Right. So I want to kind of dive into the basis of the name. Absolutely. I've seen about this really since we started is what does it mean to believe in the basis of his name? And then, of course, the Next question I ask myself is, what, what is, is right. the basis of his name? And I don't know if I have a good answer. I, I, I really thought about this. Um, I, I guess the closest I could come to is like the President of the United States. The The basis of his name is the government of the United States, kind of. Yeah, but think about but like, I think what, it's more than that, right, though. Right, so because what went into it, like so um, – the basis means, and and where I'm going to get into this in a minute, it's it's going to get a little philosophical today. Okay, well that's all right. All right. We can handle that. Um, but I want to tell you, this helped me when I first discovered these things. It helped me understand what went into the uh, the name, the foundation. So think about the United. So the president of the United States, he's really the name is the United States, right? What goes into the basis of the United States? So then you got to go back and you got to see what's the history of it. How did it become this superpower? Yeah, there's a hundreds of years of, of history. In 1775 and, yeah. or 76, 75, they started meeting. In 76, they signed the declaration. They, they hadn't even fought the first battle yet. You right. know what I mean? You, you could declare all you want, right? But there was no, that the United States didn't have any, there was no, no one believed in that name. In fact, you didn't know what the, it was, the right? British were laughing at it. They're like, oh, look at those crazy, you know, colonists. Well, and back then, wasn't it, it wasn't even the, you know, it was the, the, the Articles of Confederation. It was, it was just these separate, nothing really united other than we need to get we, rid of right. the king. Right, we're going to throw off that. Right. So I want to look at this, the, the basis, the underlying, the underpinning. Okay. What's the foundation? That's what the basis is. The basis is what is the essence of the name? What is it, how did it get built? And what? And once you understand how it got built... Then you can start to believe. Really, the world didn't believe in the name of the United States until after World War II. Right. 
World War right. One, yeah, a little bit, but even then, not that much because then we had the Depression, all that. But World War Two came after World War Two, right? And we dropped the two, you know, H bombs or whatever. Right. And we beat Nazi Germany and all that. Right, on all these, that's when the basis of the name of people started to believe in the basis of the name of the United States, right. where the the name of the United States like it carried full faith and credit because they had faith. In the name. Almost 150 years after Correct. the wheels got set in motion, right? Right. So I want to look at this because Jesus, when he first showed up, right, and this is like, it's it's, it's around Christmas time right now. So you remember this, the Christmas story? Mm-hmm. I'm going to read out a real quick out of Matthew 1, right? And um, that, you know, Gabriel shows up to Joseph and is like, listen, uh, your, your fiance, who's a virgin, is going to get pregnant. Yeah, because so this is like you had to have an angel for this one because he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. So it says in, in verse 21 of chapter one, uh, it says, and she, Mary, shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. This is the first time we've ever even heard this, Jesus. For, right in the Old Testament, he's called like Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. counselor, prince of peace, right? But not this name, this name, Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, people say, well, that's the Israelites. No, he's saving his people or anybody that believes on him. They become his people. Behold, in verse 23, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. This is the first clue of the basis of the name. We see mm-hmm. that he's also he's human, but he's also divine. He's God incarnate. God is with us in the flesh. And Joseph, in verse 24, being raised up from the sleep as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, took to him his wife, that's Mary, and he knew her not. That means they didn't knock boots. They didn't have sex until she brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. This is the beginning, the first time we're ever introduced to the name. This is like the Declaration of Independence. Interesting. Okay. He's going to save his people from their sins. Oh, and by the way, he's also God with us. Now, that's hard to believe when he's let that little manger in the manger with the swaddling clothes that this is all the power of the Godhead. And he's also uh, human, but with no sin nature. So it's the mixing of the blood, if you remember from the covenant. He's all God and he's all human. First of his kind. Right. Save his people from it. Right. That's the first begotten, which we're going to read that. I want to like pick this up in Hebrews 1, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. And we're going to talk, uncover what's his basis, right? God, who at sundry times or many different times in diverse manners, spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. So uh, this is our ancestors, the prophets. You know, God used different ways and different people to get his message to the prophets. Now, in these last days, in verse 2, he's spoken unto us by his son. Who's his son? Jesus. Jesus, we just saw it. In whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Who made the world? Jesus. So he's... Paul is legally cracking down, and we'll look at this, because remember, the Bible's what kind of document? It's a legal document. Right, so we're, right, remember we talked about power of attorney, we talked about commission, now we're talking about the basis, and he legally lays out the basis. In verse 3, who, being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word, that's the word rhema, by the rhema, the spoken word of his power, dunamis, remember from last week, dynamite power, miracle power, remember the gun is power, the <laughs> missiles are power, right? So his word, his spoken word is what? 
power. Power. Uh, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. For unto which of the angels at any time that he said, you are my son, this day I have begotten thee. And again, I will be a father to him and he shall be my son. Again, verse six, when he bringeth in the first begotten into this world and then all the angels, let all the angels worship him. So Paul, he kind of writes backwards. At the beginning is his last verse, his first begotten in the world and the angels right. worship him. That's the one we just That's saw a in Christmas. Matthew. That's a Christmas story. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move back up. And, and we see that at the end of everything, the way he obtained the excellent name was how? By himself purging us of all sin. And then at that point, Sitting he sat down, oh. sat down at the right hand Remember of the looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for the joy set before him, right? Remember? And then principalities, powers, might, dominion yeah. set at the right hand of the Father, above all things, ahead of all. Right, every time, right hand of the Father, right hand of the Father, right hand. That's the pinnacle of when he sits down at the right hand of the Father. And on this way, he purged ourselves of the sins. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to look. This is kind of a. a like I said, philosophical. So I want to go back. Think about this in the 300, like 50, 340 BC. So 350 years before Christ, Aristotle, do you know who Aristotle mm -hmm. was? Yep. Okay. Right. He was like a philosopher, right? Right. Teacher, instructor. Teacher, instructor. Yep. He's like yeah. before Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> he he was, right. He was Socrates' guy. Yeah. He was his teacher. He, ta he taught, was he the one taught Alexander? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, He's Alexander's like mentor. Right. He comes up with this Greek concept, and the word is hypostasis, or we call it hypostasis. Now, stasis, we know what stasis is. It's the state of a thing. Right. So if something's in stasis, it's not moving. We get the word homeostasis, where the body is in balance, it's state, right? Mm -hmm. Homeostasis is where you're at your ideal weight, your blood pressure is good, your blood sugar is good, your heart rate's good, right? Mm -hmm. It's not moving all over the place. Stasis means the state of the thing. Hypostasis means the understate, mm. right? Or the uh, essence of something. It's uh, the underlying essential part of anything as distinguished from its attributes is what Aristotle said. So think of it like this. He's the first one that said our mind and our emotions um, are our hypostasis. It's what's underneath the surface. Underneath the surface. The engine under the, the hood, essence, right? Right. You're so not going like to see it. Separate from the attributes. Yeah. Right? So yeah. like, let's just talk about like my puppy. Okay. Okay. He's a Boykin Spaniel. That's his attributes. He's got four paws, right. a little nub tail. He's got <laughs> floppy ears and amber eyes. Those, that's, not, that's not the essence of Duke. That's the essence of a dog. That's a physical description. Right. right. And his hypostasis is his personality. Gotcha. The thing that's his soul, because he has a mind and emotions. Yeah. And he also has a will, because he will do whatever he wants when he wants to do it. Are you following that? That's what makes him different from every other puppy is his hypostasis. Right. right. Now... In theology, we call it the hypostatic union. Hypostasis, the hypostatic union, is that the thing that made up of Jesus was that he was all man and all God. Mm -hmm. What we just read, mm -hmm. and in Hebrews he says that he's the express image of his person. Remember, because we right. Hebrews, he's like, he's the son, he appointed him by all things. He's the one that made the world. He's the brightness of his glory. He is the express image of God in his person. Well, that Greek word person is the Greek word hypostasis. Mm. Interesting. 
only used five times in the whole Bible, and Paul's the only one that uses it. Which tell because remember when we talked about this before that Paul was the one that went to university and right. very educated. Right, he knew yeah. all the philosophers because he's up there on Mars Hill in Athens, and so Paul's the only one that really understands this even concept of hypostasis. Right. Man, that's cool. And he uses it yeah. three times in Hebrews and twice in Corinthians. So the express image of this hypostatic union. Now, I, I kind of want to, um, well, let's look at this. He said he was the first begotten into the world. He's the first begotten what into the world? Son of God. Right. And? Son of man. Son of man. Now, when that Jesus, if you will, um, when he came, remember, you have to be born of the flesh and then you're born again. Right. When Adam sinned, sin comes through the father's line. That's why, right, we talked about this before, right? That's why the Holy Spirit was Jesus's earthly father. The sin comes no, through the father. You know what? I'm going to stop. Yeah. I don't know if we did talk about did that. Did we not talk That's about really that? That's really cool. I mean, we've talked about the need of having, you know, heaven and earth, you know, God and Mary combined. But you didn't spell out the specific of that. Okay. That's really cool. I, I don't want to get us off track. No, but. no, no, no. That's good. Well, I want to take our time through this because yeah. if you understand the basis that went into the name, it's kind of like U.S. history. We're having Jesus history here. <laughs> sure. Once you understand it, then you can understand how you can believe. You can't believe in anything you don't know. Right. And you, you need to have confidence in what you believe. Right. And it needs to be rooted and grounded in where right. you can vet it. Right. And so <laughs> and that's what we're doing is walking yeah. through the legal documents of this yeah. stuff and show you exactly what. Right. Are you right. following that? I'm with you. So man. now ask cool. this question about. So the Holy Spirit. So if you understand, when well, Adam sinned— Let's back up real quick. Yeah. So for anybody who may be a little bit new to, to, to this, there's a, the, the reason why Joseph had to be the stepfather and not the real father, biological father, is what? Because sin you have like, is passed through Adam. So you have—typically you have, you know, mother and father. Right. Baby comes out. Right. And they mix their blood together. That, and that, that is literally—yeah, you have— um, was it 36 chromosomes? Yeah, you got the DNA they on each, right. They literally, the cell, the, egg, the sperm, they combine to form a new cell, new life being. Right. But if that happens in in any one of us, you, you we're dealing with the fallout of Adam's sin. Correct. In Remember, a natural yes. world. Because Adam sinned, not Eve. Right. So the sin comes down through the father. So in every child that's born into this world... That with an earthly father. With an earthly father. Because remember, where did the curse go? It went into the ground, the and ground. our earthly bodies has the curse in the body. Remember, God didn't curse man. He cursed the ground, yes. but our bodies come out of the dust. So we have this sin nature. Mm. Yeah, right? that's a better way to put it, yeah. we have a, That's our new fallen state. When the curse, right, the curse of the fall, everything tilted, and now our new nature, we were never created for that. We were supposed, we were son of man, son of God. Right. Adam died spiritually, and now he's a two-part being. In order for God to fix this and get Jesus the seed here, he has to have him a three-part being. Mm -hmm. The only way that can happen is if the Holy Spirit impregnates Takes Mary. the role of so the So the Holy Spirit father. is the earthly father. Yeah. Joseph yeah. is the stepfather. Right. Okay. Are you following that? I'm with you. Yeah, and I just want to make that clarification because I think there may be some folks are kind of like— Right. Hey, well, in this, this in this verse, Hebrews 1, 4, where it says, He was made so much better than the angels, hath by, in, by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. That word inheritance obtained is really, it's the genos, right? So what happened was the genos, the DNA, which we've talked about this before, the DNA of the Holy Spirit was passed into Jesus, who is the incarnate. Before this time, Jesus, the son, his eternal, he was around in pre-incarnate form, which you see him all over the Old Testament. He was Melchizedek. Right. He was the, right, Melchizedek is the, the king of righteousness. He's the king of peace. 
the king of Jerusalem, right? The, are you following that? But yeah. until now, he was not in. He was not son of man. He was just son of God. He was showing up in a in a spiritual body yes. type form, right? right? It was a supernatural type form. But this is the first time he's actually sitting foot in flesh and bone right. on and if, earth. And if you man. look at Jesus, the whole time he's here, he always refers to himself as the son of man. Right. Or in Hebrew, Ben Adam. Because Adam is actually the word man. Human right. is the word Adam in right. Hebrew. So he keeps reiterating over and over again, I'm the son of Adam. I'm the son of Adam. He, he also said, I'm the son of God. Of course I am. I, before Abraham was, I am. Right? That's why they killed him. You put yourself yeah. on a plane with everybody. He keeps saying, I'm the son. So he's both. That's the hypostatic union that you have both all of God and all of man. Now, he was the first begotten into the world. He was the first one that had the hypostatic union. Now, when you believe on Jesus and you get born again, remember, born of the flesh and mm -hmm. then born of the spirit, everybody that believes, remember, whoever believes on the Lord is mixes with the Lord's spirit. They're one spirit with the Lord. Now we all have the hypostatic union in us. And that happens because as we were born into the world, we have that the, that three part, right? That we have the obviously physical body. Right. We have a soul. a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and then we have a spirit. Spirit, the Father of Lights put that spirit. And then as soon as we understand right from the sin nature takes over, the yep. spirit dies, just like it did So you with go Adam. from being a three-part Down being to, two. to a two, just like Adam did. Just like Adam. Down to a two-part being. And, and then, some people may live their entire lives as a two-part being. Yes. If you become a believer, you believe on his name and in everything that he did in the gospel and all that stuff, you become a three-part being by being reborn spiritually. Spiritually, right. He recreates your spirit. And then the Holy Spirit comes and does the same thing to you that he did to Jesus as an infant or, you know, in the womb, mm. he comes in and he mixes his DNA in your spirit, the part of you that makes you like God. Right. That's why the verse says that as Jesus is in this world, so are we. Right. Because we have that same hypostatic union. Yeah, that wasn't just a philosophical thing. No. It was like, no, you actually have been reborn. Right, you're reborn. You're a new creature. It says you're a yeah. new species of being, a new creature. And it's a new species of being because Jesus was the first one right. of the new species of being. That's why he's the first begotten in the world. Now, it also says in Revelation 1, 5, and also in Colossians 1, like 15, 16, 17, and 18, that he was the first begotten of the dead. So not only is he the first begotten in the world, so he's the first one that comes out of the, right, Mary, bring forth a son, you're called his name, Jesus. He's the first one that comes out of the canal who's a three-part being, and he stays a three-part being. There's no from, sin nature in him. From a two-part being. Yes. Because Mary and Joseph, they were all, they were all two -part beings. two-part beings. So everybody's two-part beings on the planet. He's the first one that comes into the world that's a three-part being again. Now, the only other time that happened was Adam. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last three-part being was Adam. Until this time when Jesus... Now, it says he's the first begotten of the dead. Not only is he the first begotten in the world. Remember, that's the beginning of the story. Right, the beginning of his name is that he came in first begotten in the world, then all the angels worship him. Mm. He doesn't get the name right until he sits at the what's the end of the story? Declaration of Independence after World War II. The beginning of the story is Jesus in the manger. The end of the story is sitting at the right hand of the Father. In between, he had to do what? He had some work to do. Right, and at he any time he could. Sins. Right, yeah. and how did he purge us of our sins by? Dying. dying on the cross. Ah, but that's what we normally think of. We only think of dying on the cross, but that's all we could see. Right. He died, first begotten of the dead. He died spiritually. He was literally born again in reverse. Interesting. Because how could God, the Son of God, the Creator, end up in, how could He become sin? Impossible. Right. 
It can't be in his presence. He he can't know it. He does, How yeah. could he become sickness? How could he pay the price for that and die spiritually? And the punishment for dying spiritually is what? Going into where? Going into hell. hell. And he went into hell. You can't go in there if you're If you're the you're son born, of God. Right. right. He had to go into hell as the son as of man. man. Are you following this? Yeah. We don't talk about it. You talk about dying on the cross and be like, oh, Jesus died on the cross. No, that ain't the big deal. Everybody died on the cross back then. Right. There was two thieves next to him. That was the, like, the method of like, was, execution for the Romans. It was the, the electric Romans. chair of, of that Or like hanging yeah. right back in the old wild, wild west. Right. You always hang him up on a, you know, put the rope in the new, and then the French Revolution, it was the guillotine. <laughs> right. right. It was just, you know, there's nothing special about dying on the cross. There's thousands of people. Right. Like it was like the, the common criminal, that's the way they killed him. The big deal about the basis of the name is that he died spiritually. And Jesus, the Son of Man, split. That hypostatic union was split, Son of Man and Son of God. Son of God went back up into heaven, mm. his spirit. Do you remember on the cross he where he said, said, I commit my spirit to ah, your hand, right? Ah, yes. Yeah. Father, I commit my spirit into your hands. And then he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken yeah, me? That always seemed like kind of a schizophrenic thing to say. Like those those phrases are within a couple of lines. It's the of same each time, other. right? Uh, two different. It's one's yeah. in like Matthew, one's in Luke or Mark. But it's I, happening at the same time. Same thinking, time. Like that doesn't that doesn't make that. I never thought that lined up. This is why now it now right. it seems to. So right. So what he does is the hypostatic union is split. The part of him that's son of God that's created the world that's always been here. Melchizedek, mm-hmm. the angel of the Lord that was in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, into my into your hands. I commit or commend my spirit. Hypostatic union is ripped, and Jesus becomes a two-part being on the cross. Still alive. Still alive. And physically. That, physically, and all the sin and all the sickness of all time is placed on him. This is why he died. Remember, they were like, oh, go break their knees, because crucifixion was a long, painful Days, death. Right, right? days. And you, and you died of like, suffocation, dehydration, all this stuff. Right. anything so else. So they go to check on him. He's already dead in three hours. Which was crazy. Crazy. That's why, like that, and that's why the Roman centurion says this truly was the son of God. Like, there's no way that there's, there's no because he's done thousands of these. He knows. Yeah. That's when they stick him with the spear, and it's like he's already dead. This so is- it's almost like he became this like giant magnet for everything. It was all put all on sin- him. All as just came now think about this. At that moment, right? He was there as strictly son of man, as human. Now think of all the stuff that you've done. Accidentally and on purpose. All the stuff that I've done. Yeah. Hitler, Bin Laden. All the right, all evil. The ones that are really bad. But all the stuff we do that we don't measure up. He took all of that. Because we always think, well, Jesus was the son of God and then he died physically. That's not the problem here. That's not what the basis of the name. The basis of the name is that he died spiritually. The part of him that was the son of God, the express image of his person, it was stripped. The hypostatic union stripped. He's there only in body and soul. And then when his body dies, his soul goes into hell. Mm-hmm. Now, that still like does not really paint the whole picture. Because Jesus, acting as a man, had to believe that the Father would get him out of hell. Mm-hmm. And not be forsaken and left, condemned, that, left can, there. Has this ever been done before? Has anybody been pulled out of hell before? Never. Never been done. Like, best case scenario, you made the cut and you're in Abraham's bosom. Which is upper hell. But, but not lower hell and torment. Never been where done. all the business is happening. Right. Correct. And then, so Jesus, remember when we saw in the first season when Jesus was like at the temple? Right. Talking with all the law doctors and the priests and the, right? 
he's studying all the prophecies that pertain to him. Psalm 22 is the prophecy pertaining unto Jesus when he was in hell. It's the whole story of when right. he was in hell and how he got out of hell. Is, let me ask you something about that. Is that something that you feel is, how well known is that? Not at all. I was going to say, because it's not, you hear like, We know Psalm 23. That was, you hear the 23rd Psalm, but it, I, I've never heard the 20, Psalm 22 read, and we've gone over it, obviously, we went right. through, and we'll go through it, I'm sure, here in a minute, but I've never heard it presented in that- uh, Way. That way, yeah. It, 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 I'm going to uncover the logos here. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to it. <laughs> so if it takes us longer than we have today, that's, we have, is that okay? We right? have as much time as we need. Because this is so important. and it's This it's is the crux of everything. Yes, this and it's is totally covered over. The, literally the linchpin that holds everything. If you can't understand this, you can't, you're just believing what somebody else told you. You're not really, right. You don't so you, really have confidence. You don't believe in, in the in basis why. of the name. You don't even know the basis. Right. So in order to believe in the basis, you have to know what the basis is. Right. Okay. So let's go to Acts two, because this kind of packages it together. This is after you know Pentecost happens and the Holy Spirit comes to the one twenty, and then Peter goes out and he starts preaching. Right. And so what I want to do is just kind of read this first um, go round. Um, in Acts 2, it kind of packages all those prophecies together that Jesus, the whole story, if you will. Okay, all at once. Cool. Where Is we, that cool? Yeah. So Acts, Acts 2. 2, and let me flip through it, and it's going to be, I want to start in um, verse, hang on, I'll tell you when I get there. Verse 21. All right. Acts 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's that seven parts of redemption. Call on his name, you get the whole package of redemption. Now, ye people of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves already know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. These are fighting words, man. Mm -hmm. Whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David, now this is going to go back to Psalm 2. He's one of these prophecies about Jesus. David speaketh concerning him, not 22, Psalm 2, concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my, where? Right hand. Right hand, and I shall not be moved. So this is, David saying this concerning, but this is what Jesus has to, in his own faith, his own never shifting trust. Jesus, who has this part of him that Son of God ripped from him, has to be on that cross as a two-part being. And his only thing he has is faith in the word, the Logos word. And this is what he's saying. I always saw him before my face. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. And therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Whose tongue? Jesus. Jesus' tongue. tongue. And also my flesh shall rest in hope because you will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Is this also where he talks about I think Isaiah, where I've set my face like flint? That's uh, That goes in with this. That's what right. I was thinking as I was saying yeah. it, too, that that's what Jesus had to tell yeah. himself, a word in season. I, they're going to pluck my beard. 
I got to set my place. Yes, Jesus had to see that prophecy about himself as well. Yeah. Now, verse 28, you have made known unto, this is still Jesus talking, you have made known unto me the ways of life, Zoe, and you shall make me full of joy with your countenance. This is, that was Jesus having to tell himself this. Right. Without God, without the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit came down upon him, upon him after he was baptized in the Jordan. Then all the miracles start happening. All that's gone. He's by him. That's why he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can you imagine? I can't imagine. Yeah. And again, like, nothing could prepare you for this. No. There's no training camp. No. There's no tutorial. And who's he going to go talk to? The only who he can talk to is the Holy Spirit, his earthly father, and the father, his heavenly father. I mean, no wonder at the end he's like, dude, if there's any other way. Yeah, can we do this can another we, can way? we figure it out? But and That's why he's sweating blood and tears. I mean, right. he's like, I mean, verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you of the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher, his tomb, is over there with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn an oath to him that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, would raise up Christ to sit on his throne, he, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. And this Jesus hath God raised up, wherefore y'all are witnesses. Therefore, being now at the right hand of God exalted, end of the story, having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. He gave us the gift, right? Now the hypostasis is now on us, that you're seeing and hearing it right now. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your foes your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know this assuredly, that God, hath made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ, or Messiah. Now, a couple things in here I want to do uncover. All right. Didn't leave his soul in hell, and his flesh did not see corruption. Corruption. Now, <laughs> let's uncover some logos, shall we? Let's do that. Because I've heard this before in Handel's Messiah. It quotes this exact, but I think it's, is it Psalm or is it Isaiah where it's originally written? That's in Isaiah, what yeah. you're talking about, this, right? But, oh, no, this is in Psalm where it says in our flesh. This is yeah. Psalm 2. We can Psalm look two. at that. Okay. So look at, I want to look, I want so you can see it in the scripture. You yeah. You go look at Psalm 2. All right, Psalm 2. Or am I messing up? It might not even be Psalm 2. You might be right. What am I thinking? Okay, so I'm, I'm off because Psalm 2 is different. It's a different prophecy. Okay. So let me look it up real quick. While we're looking at that, I want you to think about the corruption. His flesh won't see corruption. Okay. Tell me what do you think that means? You know, first thing that comes to mind is decay. Like you look, you put a, you put a body in the grave and then they have to like, you know, dig up that body for evidence it's of psalm crime. 16 i got it okay. instead of two it's 16 but like, yeah you think, think like like the, the body's not gonna look the same if it's if it's brought if it's quote raised from the dead by a bulldozer it's not gonna look the same as if right. it's remember right. like they always exhume the body once yeah. it's always like dust right from yeah. ashes to ashes dust to dust right it's psalm 16 and verse 10 oh, okay so uh for thou will not leave my soul in hell neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption you will show me the path to life in thy presence of fullness of joy at the right hand there are pleasures evermore at your right hand, pleasures evermore. That's Psalm 
Psalm 16. 16 and verse 10. So I was saying Psalm 2. There's another prophecy in Psalm 2 that is talking about Jesus. So there's all these Psalms. That's why he has to go back and look at these things on his own. Now, this is what he keeps saying. You're not going to leave. He has to tell himself this. The word says, this is never shifting trust, just like you and me. We would have to do, well, we're not even, but think of this. He's doing this. He's not, he's doing this before he's born again, but he knows he's going to be separated mm. and all the sin and sickness is on him. That's why there's got to be another way. So the whole time he's telling himself this, this Psalm 16, I would, you won't leave your soul in hell and you will not let my body see corruption. So what's that tell you? How long for corruption do you think back then? A couple of days. I mean, what was the uh, the story where he raised Lazarus? Right. Ah, that's where we're going. Oh, you're I'm right there. That. Why did he raise? Why did he wait? Because Lazarus, right? They tell him, and he could have. How many times did he just like he says the word and like distance? There's no distance. Like he tells the centurion, "Your servants healed." The centurion says, "Don't even come to my house." Then there was the guy on the road from Canaan. He said, "My son's back there," and he says, "All right, your son's healed." Then he checks, like gets home two days later. They find out the time, and it was like the same hour that Jesus right. told. Right? Are you following that? So yeah. there's no. Why would Jesus, why in the world would Jesus let Lazarus die and then sit there for four days? That's a good question. Because this is Jesus's test run. Oh, okay. Remember, so there is a training camp. Bleed, right. If you ble- <laughs> the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle. Right. If he can wait four days and he can call him out because remember then Martha's like surely he stinks he's already corrupting yeah he's been in the grave four days Jesus knows he's only going to be in there three three like Jonah another prophecy oh okay so he waits so they this whole setup and this is why and it says Jesus wept they're all like oh he loved him so much that ain't why Jesus is weeping Here's it's the same way he's weeping yeah. it ain't joy either no he's weeping the same way that he was weeping in the garden or of like, Gethsemane is there any other way oh okay I think it'd be almost like relief like it and ain't relief until he comes out of the grave because he ain't said it yet. You're talking about so he's crying before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jesus, right. we it says in. Uh, so let's just read let's, it. Yeah, right? go through, I'm a little confused. So set me straight. <laughs> All right. So let's um. Uh, verse uh one of chapter eleven of John. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. So they're trying to be like, look, you love this guy. Come fix, you know, what are mm-hmm. you going to do? I mean, you're doing strangers. This is a guy that you're, you know, he's a friend of yours. Yeah, he's the word, house, right? When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now he talks, calls himself what here? Not the Son of Man, but the Son of, Son God. of God. Right. Because remember, when Jesus was raised from the dead, we saw this in the Ephesians prayer, how much power went into pulling him out of hell? All. All of God's power. It took every ounce and bit of God's power. He said, it's not a sickness unto death, but we know the guy dies. Right. But that's not the end of the story. See, it's never over till you say it's over. Right. It wasn't over till Jesus said it was over. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. So he didn't, like, hop in the ambulance and... Nope, oh, we got to go right now. Yeah, no. it was just, I'm just going to hang for a little bit. Okay. Now, imagine that Jesus is sitting there, and he's letting this whole thing set up. For two days, 
Your friend is dying. You know you could fix him right then. Son of man part of him could fix him right then. Son of God part of him says, nope, you stay right here. You ever had that kind of battle going on in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. And his disciples said, I'm the master. The Jews of late, they have sought to stone you. And you're going to go there again? And Jesus says in verse 9, are there not 12 hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbles not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbles because there is no light. These things he said, and after that he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepest. But I go that I may wake him up out of his sleep. Then the disciple said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he's doing good. Man, if he's sleeping, he's good. What are you, what? Howbeit Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he had spoken and he was talking of him taking a rest in sleep. Yeah, just went down for the night. Two part being talking to a three part being, they just don't get it. So let me just say this real quick. Don't expect somebody who's not a believer, somebody who's not a three part being, to understand anything that you're telling them. Don't expect things out of them. If, if you're, you know, you're in relationship with a two-part being, stop being mad at them that they don't get stuff. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. It's also who else needs to believe? Yeah, the people that are around. And Jesus yeah. needs to yeah. believe this. Yeah. The son of man part of him needs to believe this. This is what we're talking about, like, you know, the faith is mixing belief with corresponding action. Correct. And he's actually put some action. Right. right? And then when he does, he's got to believe that it'll happen. Like yeah. he's going to receive it, just like he did with the fig tree. Right. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, remember the doubter, unto his fellow disciples, well, let's go with him that we may die too. We're going to all <laughs> die together. Them, so, time out. I li- I've heard this story a bunch. Of, I've never heard that. Like, I, He's I like, let's all go. We'll yeah, die with him. Die too. Yeah. Really? All right. So, never mind. Continue. Funny, like, that's the, funny. That's funny. Like John, right? The one whom Jesus loved is just you taking could, shots at Thomas. You could have edited that out. Yeah, you don't need that. That has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> then when Jesus came, he found that he had been laying in the grave four days already. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs. So it's about a mile and a half. And and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went out to meet him. And Mary sat still in the house. Then Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, he'll give it to you. What's that sound like she's asking him? Do whatever you can. Yeah, raise him from yeah. the dead. Yeah. Yeah, but she does, she's saying it, but she, she don't believe it. it. Yeah. She also yeah. doesn't believe because watch what this is. Jesus said, your brother shall rise again. So she sounds like she's asking him and he's saying, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, he's going to yeah. rise again. Then she said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last oh, day. Oh, she wasn't thinking now. Now, She's not today. The sweet this by is what by. most people in the body of Christ do. They right. put it off until the sweet by and by till the last day. I know I'll get my, you know, all the power and the inheritance and the healing and all that then. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe you this? And she said, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. 
And when she had said so, she went away and called Mary, her sister secretly, and said, the master has come and calls for you. Well, she didn't call for her. She's just looking for an exit, right? She said, oh, no, I know you're the son of God. She doesn't want to say it, but she does So she runs away and gets her yeah, sister. I think to I hear Mary her. calling me. Yeah, right? So, and as soon as Mary heard, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now, Jesus was not yet come to the town, but was in the place where Mary, where Martha met him. So they're at like the quick trip or like the, the Wawa, whatever the <laughs> right. story is out there, the well, you know, outside the world. And the Jews then, which were with her in the house, they comforted her. When they saw that she hastily rose up and went out, they followed her saying, she goes to the grave to weep there. But well, she wasn't going to the grave. She's going to meet Jesus. And when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews weeping which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. Why? Because this is the test run for him, his body not seeing corruption and, not co- and getting out of hell. He knows it's kickoff time. Right. This is crunch time, this man. He's troubled in his spirit because, like, it's been four days. This has never been done before. And he's got all of the same. Listen, it says that Jesus was tempted in all the same ways that we were. That means he had doubt. The thoughts of doubt came just like they come to us. Hmm. But he didn't, he never caved into them. He always rose above. Right. That doesn't mean he's he's not feeling good here. Everybody thinks that he's like he's so well, confident and everything. He's not confident we, here. We've talked before about like courage is not the absence of fear. It's, it's overriding the ability to override that fear. And that's the what fear he's is doing. still there. Oh so, man, he's like, I don't know, man. This is this is the son of man part of yeah. him. So the human nature is alive and well in, in his this, body. Right. People think that Jesus was, this is part of the, the basis of his name. They think he was here just operating as the son of God. Like Superman. He had these, right, these powers. powers. And, he, did, yeah. he was here as you and I are. If you're born again, you're acting the same way as Jesus did. He was taught better because he learned, he got into the word from the time that he was little and learned everything the scriptures had to say about himself hmm. before he ever got power. He prepared 30 years for a three and a half year ministry. And in verse 34, he said, where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. So then they go over to the tomb, and then it says, Jesus wept. Hmm. We just saw two verses go. His spirit is groaning, he's troubled, and now he's weeping. And the Jew said, behold, look how much he loved him. And then some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind and caused even the, this man, could he not kept him from dying? That's what everybody's really thinking. Right. Yeah. Where was this guy? Including Jesus. He's like, I could have fixed this on the front. See, and I have the same tendency. If I can fix it, nip it, nip it, nip it, right? Barney Fife. I could have fixed this on the front end, and now we don't have to like get him out of, because he's getting him out of upper hell. Right. He's in upper hell with Abraham's bosom. Right. Been, and his body is corrupt. And we see this story in another place, right? From Lazarus' perspective. No, no, that's not that Lazarus. It's a different Lazarus. Oh, but we see it where he's right, looking We see down. Lazarus and the rich man. There's yeah. another. And I, we could okay. look at that. It's actually what, so you see upper hell and lower hell. Yeah, yeah. We'll right. look at that. So it goes into the basis because it gives you a picture of what Jesus was, what was he was going through in Psalm 22. Right, right. So Jesus in verse 38, therefore again, groaning in himself, came to the cave. Are you seeing this? Like this is like everybody acts like Jesus just walked up and was like, Lazarus, come forth. What's up, baby? I mean, he is <laughs> yeah, like, wake this, up, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> you don't understand the basis of the name. He's if you've ever had fear and trembling while you were walking out the word and doing what the the rhema was, you're not alone. Jesus had the same tempted in all points, just like we were. He's about to be like the lead role center stage. Everybody watching. And this is and, his. And trial nobody knows run. what he's about to no, do. No, and this is his him. right. And this is his test run for yeah. him. Can I really, truly believe that he will not leave my soul in hell and that my body won't see corruption? That's never been done before. Never knows no track record of that. Now this here will be four days, not three in the grave. And yes, it's out of upper hell, but that's why maybe the extra four days, and he's already stinking. So Jesus says, "Yeah, okay, God can get him out." Hmm. The power of God can take somebody who's been dead. He's here as a human as well. He doesn't know all of his that. He doesn't know everything that he knows when he's at Melchizedek. Right. He only knows what he what he learned since he's been here and what the Holy Spirit has taught him. Mm. Are you following this? Mm. The same that yeah, we are. Yeah, I think that's are. a good point you just made. Is it? Yeah, he 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 had to grow up. He's born. He was a toddler. He you know teenager. Some, all yeah, that. all that stuff. He he grew up just like we did. He didn't. He did. He wasn't just like. You know, like in the Matrix, they download, all of a sudden, you know everything. Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> right. No, it's not like that. No. He had to learn. He had to go through the same process we did. Every, can't right. state that enough. No. This is the basis of the name. You yeah. see everything that he did. Mm-hmm. We'll never have to go into hell. That's why he's the firstborn. Right. He's, he's the preeminent. There's no name that ever come close to his because none of us, no one else will ever have to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Not just die on the cross. Many, many people died on the cross. That is not why he has a great name. The great name is because he went into hell, believed that God wouldn't let his body see corruption. He beat hell and death, took the punishment of sin and sickness, mm-hmm. and then he r- was raised up, believed that God would do it, and God did it. How many times did Jesus say, according to your faith, be it unto you? A bunch. If Jesus didn't believe, like he had to yeah. put his money where it is, there's any other way, all right, we're going to do it. He could have tapped out at any time, and we would not have what we, are, we have legally, the basis of his name, and we're wasting it, man. About oh, the, he died on the cross and took stripes on his back. Yes, that's nothing though compared to what this is. Right, right. That story, that version, that part of the story was told very well, vividly, and because it's, cause it's what you could see. That's right. why it's because it's the natural part of what the hypos- right. right, the natural part. It wasn't the underlying part. Right. That's what hypostasis, hypostasis is, is the underlying essence. Right. The basis is the underlying essence. Mm-hmm. Are you following this? I'm with you. So in verse 38, Jesus therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone was laid upon it. And Jesus said, take ye away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, that's last said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks. He's already corrupting. He's been in the grave. He's been dead four days. And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if you would believe you would see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where it was, the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes, and look what he says first. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Hmm. Like thanking in advance. Have you Right. Have you ever seen Jesus say that before? He, it's like he laid out, like that lady just grabbed the hem of his garment and she got healed of an issue of right, blood. No, he's, I never, blind Bartimaeus, he's, spit, he's not talking to God, he's just doing works. Right. This time he's groaned, he's troubled, he's weeping, and he's like, Father, I thank you. He looks up, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And I knew that you hear me always. 
Why in the world, if you know God is always hearing you and he hears you always, who's he saying this for? For us. Yes, and himself. But because <laughs> of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe and that thou hast sent me. Who else is standing by there too? It's himself. All, right, right. Yeah, he's sitting there and you get the whole crowd of people that are yeah. like, why is this guy rolling the stone back? We already know he's know dead. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh, here we go. Let's see what Jesus. This is a good show. Father, I thank you that you heard me and that you always hear me. But I'm saying it because of the people which stand by, that they would believe that you also sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. I bet. Be hard to just skip that one. Yeah. But when some of the Pharisees went their way, or some went their ways to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus had done, they gathered together and said, we got to kill this guy. Yeah. This is not good for business. The, so understand the story with Lazarus. I mean, I'm, and then we're uncovering Logos because it's never been told that way. Right. But that's clearly what it says in there. He's troubled. He's groaning. He's weeping. Is there, you know, Father, I thank you that you hear me. This is his trial run. Mm. He needs to know that he knows that he knows before he gets on the cross and then becomes sin and sickness and goes into lower hell that God's not going to leave him there. Is it possible? Yeah, everything is possible with God. But even Jesus, son of man, Jesus, not son of God, Jesus, son of man, Jesus, had to know that he knew because he was going there as the son of man. Son of God part of him left. You know, and I don't know if this is written, but I'm just, my take on this is thinking that, you know, God cued this up for him for a reason. Like, right, he, this is he, how he, he knew he needed it. Absolutely. If he didn't need this, this story wouldn't have happened this way. Correct. Morning. And then Jesus is waiting two days. You don't think he wanted to get up low? Our flesh, here's the thing. He could have been there easily. Our right flesh away. loves action. The human part yeah. of us, we like action. We have to do something. Right. right. The flesh hates more than anything sitting around waiting. Or wait, just yeah. standing around. I mean, yeah. like, what, one of the ways I used to discipline my kids instead of like, you know, beating them or whatever, I make them stand at attention. You know how hard it is for the flesh to stand at attention? Even as an 18-year-old in the Marine Corps boot camp, you stand at attention for an hour. You go tell a three-year-old he's got to stand at attention for two minutes, mm. not move. Does that work, by the way? It does. Look at them. Did it work? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So now I, 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 we're almost out of time, but I do want to okay. show, show about this hypostatic union. It, uh, yeah. Andrew, you're just making this up. No, it clearly shows that this is what's happening in Leviticus. All right. That's crazy talk, Andrew. Yeah, where are we going here? I'm going to, well, we'll look at the scripture, but I'm going to tell you this story first so you understand. Okay. After 9-11, 2001 happened, I was assigned to Joe Lieberman's detail. He's an Orthodox Jew. Mm -hmm. It was Yom Kippur, day of, and New Year and Day of Atonement. So you atone for your sins once a year, in Judaism, the Day of Atonement. I'm going to read this in Leviticus 16 about the Day of Atonement. All right. As we're, because the Orthodox Jew, we walk to synagogue because you don't drive. I, I call it part time Amish, right? Because it's sundown, <laughs> you know, on the Sabbath till sundown. Just sun, yeah, but right. we don't touch electricity. We don't, you know, we can't drive in a car. We can't. All right. Okay. So we're walking to the synagogue and he's going to, he's trying to explain to me Day of Atonement. I'm like, oh, yeah, Senator. And I tell him this exact same thing I just told you about the hypostatic union. Because on the Day of Atonement, what Aaron did, 
is they would take two goats once a year. And Aaron would confess all the sins of the nation of Israel on these goats. And one was the sacrificial goat, and one was called the scapegoat. I was wondering where that term came from. Interesting. The sacrificial goat was throat cut, blood poured out, and blood was sprinkled on inside this. The Once a year, they went into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the mm-hmm. Covenant is, and they sprinkled that blood on the mercy seat. Now, who sprinkled blood on the mercy seat one time for all? Jesus. Jesus. Remember, we talked about that in right. Hebrew. One time for all, he right. went and he took his blood into the Holy of Holies in heaven. The Holy of Holies in the tabernacle is a model after what goes on in heaven. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So he was given to Moses was given the model, was ordained by the angel, the modeled after what the angels yeah. did. Yeah. So these two goats, this is the this is the symbolism of the hypostatic union. The one goat is sacrificed and his blood is shed. The other goat, the scapegoat, is set free out into the wilderness. Explain the significance of that. And is there blood put on that scapegoat? No. They don't. They, no, nothing. The blood, nothing touches the scapegoat. All the blood the goes on the on the on the, the mercy, blood of the mercy, mercy from, the, from the from the sacrificial goes goat. Goes on the mercy seat. The scapegoat. They lay hands on him, and off he goes. And it represents and alive. That's represents, the son of God part. The part that he can't. You can't kill the son of God. You can't. So he into your spirit. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. That's the scapegoat. The part that nothing uh, happens to him. Okay. Yeah, he's he, completely he spared of everything. Right. Spared of everything. What's left is the sacrificial goat that has to take all the punishment of the sins. So the scapegoat, actually, they confess the sins on it, and they they take the sins away. So it's almost like, yeah, it's taking that's the sins the, off into the wilderness. Correct. That's what okay. Jesus, the Son of God, did, yeah. is he took it, and that's when he went and took his own blood. Right. So the part of the scapegoat part of Jesus took the sacrificial part of Jesus, goat of Jesus, and he took the blood from the sacrificial goat. He was both goats. You found that? Mm-hmm. He's That's the hypostatic union was split. So I'm walking to and telling, you know, Lieberman this. Yeah, that's what we believe what Jesus did. The, the scapegoat and the sacrificial goat. The Jesus, son of man, son of God. The hypostatic union was split. The son of God went into heaven. The son of man was the sacrifice, and he went into hell for our payment. And then he took that blood. And and, and, and Lieberman's like, Andrew, I think um, we're both looking for the same guy. I said, for you, he's coming back a second time. For us, we're looking for the first time. Then we get to the synagogue, and he says, hey, Rabbi, this is Andrew. He knows the Torah better than you. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell him that. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so let's look at this in Leviticus 16 and verse 5. And it's talking about Aaron. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock for the sin offering, which is for himself and make an atonement for himself in his house. So he takes that first one and he, he cleanses himself as the priest. Then he'll take the two goats. Here we go and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they're going to cast lots on the two goats, one lot for the Lord and one lot for the scapegoat. So Aaron shall bring the goat, which is the Lord's, and offer him as the sin offering. But on the goat, which the lot fell on to be the scapegoat, shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement with him and let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Hmm. This is what Jesus did one time and for all. They did this every year to push. Atonement means you push back the sins. You're, you're, it's almost like a rental payment, right? You, yeah. you push back the sins for a year, push back, made payment for this year, and then make a payment. What Jesus did on the redemption, that's why there's no more atonement. 
People are like, I have to atone for my sins. No, Jesus, the redemption is one time he did this. He's not going to go on the cross again. He's not going to go into hell again. He's not going to become sin and sickness again. He's not going to send to the Father and put his blood on the mercy seat again. And he's not going to sit at the right hand again. If you understand the basis of the name, kind of what went into that. Mm. Let's keep going. Let's, if we can, let's hit Psalm 22 real quick and let's kind of complete this circle of of what happened. We talk about the spirit goes up to heaven. Yeah. But the body and his soul. His soul went into hell. Remember, it's the soul that goes into hell. Yeah. If you look at people, yeah, his mix body spirit. stayed in the earth, obviously. Yeah, they, the, they mix spirit and soul mm. all together. So now that hypostatic union was split into three. Right. Right. Body stayed. Souls spirit in. Spirit goes. And soul went to hell. Spirit went to heaven. Right. Yeah. Are you following that? I'm with you. So that's also, there's also a hypostatic union called the Trinity. Right. Heard of that before, too. The, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Right. Are you following that? So We should have all heard of that. We should have. <laughs> All right, so Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Picks up Sounds right at, familiar. right, so it's right. picking up, or Jesus on the cross, he says, into your hands I commend my spirit. And then he says, my God, my God, why? in Mark 15, 34, at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, sabachat, whatever. It says, being interpreted, my God, my God, why has you forsaken me? I can't read Hebrew translated through Greek into English. <laughs> my enough. God, my God. And then he gave up the ghost. Now we're here in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is what's going on on the cross now and then in hell. Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Hmm. So it's, it's almost like the man part of him doesn't understand what's going on once the spirit left. Gone. It's and, almost and like, why, how, why, how, why, how does this happen? Right. And then all, think of this. Every sin and all the sickness and disease, it's all on him as that man right now. Yeah. You've never done anything wrong in your life, and all of a sudden, it's all on you. Every cancer, Alzheimer's, COVID, on right. top of murder, rapes, you know, plague, yeah, everything, everything at everything. one time. What would I mean, could you imagine the shock of that? And you were perfect. You never did any of that, and you walked in hell. Right. You didn't even have the sin nature in you. Right. Your nature was from your earthly father, the Holy Spirit, not come out of the ground. Mm. Verse 2, oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you hear not. And in the night, and I'm not silent. Now, how long was he in there? Three days and three, three nights. So it was yeah. daytime and nighttime. Daytime. Yeah. Can you imagine three days? How and you would people are like, well, that's not that long. You you, you were a wrestler. How long did uh, two minutes feel when you did a oh, wall sit, dude? Eternity. Wall sits for two minutes. Yeah, not like three days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Verse three. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Now he's starting to tell himself the word, the shock of all this. And now, because he's dug deep wells mm. and he knows the word, he starts to say the word to himself. Our, and he starts preaching to himself. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you did deliver them. Have you ever felt like that? I mean, I've never been. This is as worse as, as bad as it gets. He's in hell as a two part being. And he's like, listen, 
I remember when our, who was our fathers that trusted you to deliver? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they trusted you and you delivered them. Right. Daniel from the lions and you, tr- he, mm-hmm. and you delivered. Joseph went into Egypt and all those people were dying in famine, all of our, you know, the tribes of the, you know, the patriarchs of the tribes and you delivered them. He's starting to, right? David and Goliath, you delivered them. Mm -hmm. Verse five, they cried unto you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man. I am the reproach of men and despised of all people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips and they shake their heads saying, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delights in him. Remember what they were like? Oh, why don't you get yourself off this cross if you're king of the Jews? Why don't you? Yeah, save yourself. He's feeling all of this. Can you imagine the emotion, the shame, all that? going in the basis of the name? None of us have done that. We're not thinking, oh, I died on the cross. We just like gloss over it like it's like, anyway. When I really dug into this and began, I really began, it changed everything for me on how I, the respect, the admiration for Jesus of Nazareth, Mm -hmm. who was 33 years old when this happened. So now I'm 53. I'm looking back and thinking, how was I when I was 33? Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. Verse 9, but thou art he that took me out of the womb. You did make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Well, we just saw that. They were just, you know. (laughs) Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Now, we're going to start talking about the demons and the angels in judgment. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan, they have beset me round. They gape at me with their mouths as a ravening and roaring lion. Who's like a roaring lion? This is the devil. Remember the devil goes around your adversary? Yeah. This is the same. This is who this is. It's all the demons and the, and the angels in hell. Have you ever seen like any of those, like uh, some of those movies where it's like Hellboy or Constantine? They yeah. actually get that kind of when they show hell and they're all right. like biting on them. And that's what, it's just crazy like zombies chewing. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. That's what this is picture is he's saying. They're biting on me as a ravening mount, uh, lion. They're they're just roaring at me. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleaves to my jaws and you have brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. So he's in hell. He's like, look, they pierced my hands and my feet, the assembly of the wicked. Now, where's the assembly of the righteous at this time? In, Upper in hell. Toronto. The yeah. assembly of the wicked is in low. Remember, rich man and Lazarus. We can look at that story maybe next week. I, t- I may tell all of my bones, and they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them, and they cast lots upon my vesture. Remember when they were mm-hmm. do- the Roman guards were doing that on the cross? Mm-hmm. Be, but be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from this sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. For you have heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will praise thee. Remember, we talked about the 12th man. He's right. looking up into upper hell, 
and he sees the congregation. He sees all the Old Testament saints. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, David's up there, Solomon, Mm. Rahab, Esther, Ruth, Boaz, Jesse, all of them. Yeah. And then he yells out to them, Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye seed of Jacob, glorify him. Fear him, all ye seed of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard, My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that hear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord and seek him. Your heart shall live forevermore. And all the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. All ye kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among all nations. And they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship, and all they that go down into the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and they shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he has done this. Remember, and his and then, name will and be then, Jesus. And then he's pulled out. He's gone. Remember, his name will be Jesus, and he shall save his people. But his last words down there, he has done, God, he, God, right. has done this, meaning that's my, I'm pulling the ripcord, I'm out of yep. here. And they shall declare his righteousness unto the people that shall be born. Who are the people that shall be born? Us, Us. the first begotten of the yeah. dead. He's gone. Yeah. And then yeah. he shows up in the garden and he tells Mary, don't touch me yet. I haven't ascended to my father. Then he mm-hmm. goes up there and he sprinkles the blood. He d- completes the deal. And then he comes back. And for 40 days, he's on the earth showing himself to over 500 witnesses. Mm-hmm. Then he ascends. He says, wait here for 10 more days. Then the Holy Spirit comes. Power comes upon him, upon all them, so that they could be witnesses fulfilling the Great Commission. Right. Oh, and by the way, those who have believed in the basis of my name, you're going to cast out devils, you're going to speak with new tongues, you're going to lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. No deadly things shall hurt you, and you'll take up serpent. The basis of the name. Basis of the name. But this today, what we talked about, is the very foundation. It's the underpinning, underpinning. the underlying, all that. Yeah. So we kind of look like, it's a, it's a little late. We went an hour and five minutes, but we went from Declaration of Independence all the way to like World War II and superpower time, right? It's the right. same thing we did with Jesus. There he is when, you know, his name's going to be called Jesus all the way to the end where he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He purged us of sins. And he is the express image of the glory of the Godhead. Right. It's in his person. I've heard it said before, um, and, you know, being that's around Christmas time, that, uh, Christmas, it's not really about the birth of a baby. It's about the death of a man. And and what you described today and how we kind of took this apart and, and really uncovered, I think that rings true. I mean, it is about the birth of a baby, but it's about the, the blood coming together, yeah. covenant, you know, the covenant right. ritual. And, and, then, the, and the incarnation. Right, but, of, to exp- but to really uncover that his, his spiritual death, being the spirit being ripped from his body and Hit the only part of him that could die, his his earth suit, his body, yep. is a man, son of man, dies. 
it just ties so many things together. That's um, yeah. And when I got a, I, I'm telling you, it's change. If you meditate on this, it really will change everything. Like, there's no way you could be flippant mm-hmm. about the name of Jesus ever again. Mm-hmm. You can't be flippant about the man who he was here as a man, mm-hmm. son of man, son of Adam, just like me, just like you. And that our, on our own hypostatic union, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Right. We're that three-part being, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Now, when you get a hold of that, then we can believe in the base. That's the basis. Now we can believe in the basis. Mm. Once you hear it and you meditate on it, now you can begin to believe it. Right. Remember, a thought turns into an imagination. Imagination turns into a belief or a stronghold. Right, right. Mix it with action, you got faith. Boom. Yeah. Off and running. Right. Yeah. But that's how you can believe in the, that's the basis, that's the back of what his name is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like the next week kind of look at how, what does that look like in action? Yeah. Now we've kind of put these things, power of attorney plus commission <clears throat> plus the basis. Yeah. Now what's it look like when we hit the ground running? Right. You know, that's where right. my favorite part is. That's a, you know, mine yeah. too. Mine too. Man, awesome. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us today. We hope everybody out there uh, enjoyed this. If you have any questions, please let us know at uh, logosuncovered at gmail.com. That's logosuncovered at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, man, I enjoy this. This is very, yeah, this is so stuff. awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you. I know it's a lot of work. You just see the pages and notes he's got here. We didn't get to half of it. So I appreciate all, all the work that you're doing for, uh, for our benefit. And uh, man, it's been a lot of fun. So we will uh, we'll sign off for uh, for Andrew Whitman. I'm Doug Brown. Uh, this has been the Logos Uncovered, and we will see y'all next time. Bye for now.